It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're having a great start to the weekend or weekend, depending on when you are listening to this. I'm going to make the last edition of the week of the Locked On Redskins podcast, again, available uh, on Friday mornings in the East Coast and try and spice up some of the content so that it lasts for a couple of days where it's relevant for a couple of days uh, with some fantasy focus picks uh, and as well a Sunday six-pack of NFL selections, uh, and which, of course, will also, from time to time, include the Monday night football game, um, just to kind of, again, change things up here so it's not all Redskins and to give us some different content. But I do want to remind you, uh, first of all, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. In case you're just listening for the first time, replace Nick Ashu earlier this week. We did the little transition, the baton after the Monday night football debacle for the Redskins in New Orleans. And we put together, this is our fourth full pod here on Locked on Redskins of the week. Uh, normally we'll have five for you, certainly during the season. We'll see what happens during the offseason. Uh, but we earlier this week put together a recap of the debacle down in New Orleans, as we mentioned, on Tuesday. That's episode number 97. Episode number 98 is Crossover Wednesday with Locked on Panthers broadcaster Bill Rossetti, who was kind enough to help me out. And we did, I don't know, about 30, 35 minutes, somewhere in that range of really good X and O content matchups, keys, all sorts of things as the Redskins get ready to host the Carolina Panthers this Sunday at FedEx Field. And on Thursday, episode number 99, we broke down the Jays, what Jay Gruden had to say, why Josh Norman was benched, why it was deserved, what his future is. Jordan Reed, why is he not being targeted and used, and how can they untrack him this week and beyond? And then also DJ Swearinger, his comments about a very, very loosey-goosey culture at Redskins Park. So please make sure you check out episodes, really, number 97, 98, 99, on the Locked On Redskins podcast. And you know what that means, right? This is episode number, you got it, 100. 100. How about that? Episode number 100 for the Locked On Redskins podcast. You know, I've only been doing four of them. This is my fourth. But we're, uh, we're at a milestone. We're at a milestone. So welcome aboard one and all. Hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, and definitely feels a little bit more like football weather, at least here uh, on the East Coast. I'm based in Virginia. And, of course, I work in Washington, D.C. And I would imagine Sunday afternoon at FedEx will be a little bit chilly and nippy in the air, which is good, which is good. All this 
heat and humidity, bah, enough. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, again, just wanted to remind you of all the different pods that we have available for you for your listening and download pleasure. Appreciate you doing uh, that and supporting and spreading the word and hope you enjoy the content. Let's get to it right away. Um, we're going to do this probably every Friday uh, and every, the, again, the Friday slash weekend podcast. Uh, if the Redskins are to win, of course there's a lot of reasons why that would happen and what what has to happen in order for them to walk away feeling good about themselves, right? So the number one thing, and we've touched on this throughout the week, in my opinion, I rarely do this, is Alex Smith has to be a lot better. There is no denying that. Look, Alex Smith was very good in the first halves against Arizona, against Green Bay. Uh, Certainly the Redskins have struggled to score in the second half. They finally scored a touchdown late in garbage time. Uh, with Capri Bibbs going in after Smith hooked up with Maurice Harris on a nice deep post that got them just a yard or two away from the end zone in New Orleans, but the game was already over. Alex Smith, as we've chronicled, made some terrible throws. He was under pressure big time. There's no denying that he was not able to get into a rhythm and he was not able to feel comfortable, set his feet, have... Again, that confidence and that rhythm that a quarterback needs, especially on the road in a hostile environment. Well, here's the thing. The Saints pass rush, pretty good, right? You got Cam Jordan. You got Davenport. You got those guys that were flying around on Monday night. The Carolina Panthers pass rush, while it's not as good as it used to be, is probably going to be better than the Saints pass rush. Probably. Now, they're not at home. So that certainly is a factor, but they're flat out still pretty damn good. Between Kwan Short, Mario Addison, who was with the Redskins in 2011, I think it was, maybe 2012, for a couple of cups of coffee as a young developing player, and he's certainly gone on to be a productive pass rusher for the Carolina Panthers. But the bottom line is, is Alex Smith has to play better. So far uh, on the year, 89 of 135, 1,042 yards. So he's on pace. He's on pace for almost 4,200 passing yards. He's on pace to throw the football more than he ever really has, which is not a great thing in my eyes for the Washington Redskins. He's completed almost 66% of his passes, 659 four touchdowns, two interceptions. So he's only on pace to throw for 16 passing touchdowns through the four games. Now, again, he had the rushing touchdown, which was a nice call on the little quarterback keeper draw on Monday night in New Orleans. So you sprinkle in a couple of rushing touchdowns, three, four of those, and at least maybe you get to 20. And again, this is only on pace. Clearly, you hope that Alex Smith is going to be better as he gets more and more comfortable, and as the Redskins receivers get more and more comfortable with Alex Smith. The problem is the Redskins receivers are all sorts of banged up. We know Doxon missed Monday night's game. He's expected to play on Sunday, but how much, how well? (laughs) That's, of course, a big question. And Jamison Crowder and Paul Richardson are banged up, and it doesn't sound like Crowder is going to be very effective at all if he even plays, quite honestly. And, of course, the Redskins are already without rookies Trey Quinn and Cam Sims. Now, getting Harris back into the fold big time last Monday night helps. 
I want to see Michael Floyd. I want to see what kind of impact he might be able to make, especially in the red zone. But the bottom line is, whoever is out there, and again, you will have Jordan Reed, and Jordan Reed needs to be targeted first and foremost, plus... It looks like you'll have Chris Thompson. It looks like you'll have Adrian Peterson. And you'll have Capri Bibbs. The bottom line is, is the Redskins need Smith to execute the offense better. And you might say, well, it's the receiver's fault. They don't have good receivers, this, that, and the other. No, no, no. Alex Smith has missed plenty of deep shots. He has overthrown plenty of targets that were open. First play of the game on Monday night, well overthrows Maurice Harris down the right sideline. On In the third quarter, I think it was, way overthrows Jamison Crowder running a deep go. Why they're having Maurice Harris and Jamison Crowder run these deep goes and these deeper patterns as opposed to Paul Richardson and why that I can't figure out. But it happened against Indianapolis, too. Alex Smith overthrew Jamison Crowder, who was running a deep corner route, probably by 8, 9, 10 yards, somewhere in that range. He was open, way overthrew him. Now, listen, I understand the deeper you go down the field, the less success, the less the ratio of success is. I got it. I understand that. Not dumb. The problem is when you overthrow guys by seven, eight, nine, ten yards, that's not good because that tells me that you're not on the same page, that you're not in sync, that you're not in rhythm, in addition to the failed opportunity because you shouldn't in the NFL be throwing guys that open or that deep down the field that far past them. And, again, it's happened three or four times already this year. And that's a significant problem. Let me give you a number that kind of illustrates this. According to Pro Football Focus, on Monday night, Alex Smith had 20, I'm sorry, eight passing attempts in which the ball traveled 20 or more yards in the air. He was three of eight for 89 yards. That doesn't sound awful. But again, five misses, some of those misses that we just illustrated. Three of eight, 89 yards on balls that traveled 20 plus yards in the air. I don't know about you, I don't buy this whole nonsense that Alex Smith doesn't throw the ball down the field and that the Redskins aren't stretching defenses. I've said this repeatedly and over and over again, and nobody wants to listen. They are. They're just missing. They're off. And in order for the Redskins to win this game, Alex Smith has to be a lot better on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. That's not going to be easy going against Bradbury, going against Dante Jackson, Two young corners, two second-round picks the last couple of years, especially Bradbury has finally kind of settled down. Actually, Bradbury uh, is now, I think, in year three. And he, along with Quentin Dunbar, two of the best young corners in the NFL. So to me, you start there with all the problems that the Redskins offense has. Alex Smith has to be better, and it wasn't just about one game. He's been good at times but he has to be more consistent. He has to be better. And when he gets wide open guys, like he had several times Richardson on a skinny post in the red zone, completely missed him. Vernon Davis, third and two, completely missed him inside the 10-yard line. Um, 
fourth and two, takes a 12-step drop. I don't know why, off a play action. Misses, I think it was Jordan Reed, and throws the interception. Alex Smith has got to be better. And again, it was not just about one particular game. Don't make that mistake. It wasn't just about Monday night. All right, it is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. When we return, we'll tell you a little bit more about what the Redskins have to do in order to win this game and what probably happened if the Redskins wind up losing, which would not be good. But first, want to remind you guys to get all of your NBA previews this week at Locked On NBA, six teams a day, five days in the week, 30 teams previewed from the local experts of Locked On NBA. Follow Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcasts Locked On NBA. Also, guys, I want to talk to you about something that You know, quite honestly, us guys, we brag about, we talk about, we think about all the time, but we don't always like to talk about, right? I'm talking about sex. Who doesn't love that? Good sex, right? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, guys. BlueChew.com, that's blue, like the color blue. Who doesn't like the color blue? BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can get ready whenever the opportunity arises. Oh, yeah. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. Nobody knows, no in-person doctor's visit. No going to the pharmacy, making it all awkward with the uh, very attractive pharmacist. Let's just say that. Again, no awkwardness at all. Nobody knows. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So, guys, we have a special offer for you here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code. That's code... Yeah, code is the special promo code, C-O-D-E, code. Just pay $5 shipping, and you get your first shipment for free. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Promo code is code to try BlueChew for free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast for the weekend of October the 12th through the 14th. Redskins, Panthers coming up Sunday afternoon, FedEx Field, 1 o'clock Eastern time uh, kickoff. Again, make sure you check out all of the different content that we've had this week as I've fully taken over the Locked on Redskins podcast from my buddy Nick Ashu, episodes 97 through 99. 
all available for you right now on Google Podcasts, uh, Player.fm, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. So make sure you check it out. All right, here we go. We touched a lot on Alex Smith and what has to happen in order for the Redskins to win. I'll give you another couple of quickies uh, on here, and then uh, we'll get to what happens if the Redskins lose or what likely will happen if the Redskins lose. Uh, just following up, Adrian Peterson, Capri Bibbs, Chris Thompson, they have to be really good in the screen game, and that has to be a big thing for Alex. If the Redskins are going to win this game, they're going to have to get chunks of yards that way. We mentioned Bradbury, the good Carolina Panthers young corner, and Dante Jackson. Uh, Bradbury, according to ESPN Stats and Info, uh, is one of the top, uh, I think it's seven or eight corners, along with Quentin Dunbar of the Redskins, in what a metric they're calling disrupted dropbacks, which is a measure of pass rush, pass coverage, um, just all sorts of different defensive pass metrics, if you will. And Dunbar uh, is a 3.3%, and Bradbury is 3.2%. So to me, the underneath stuff is probably going to be where you're going to have the most success and over the middle against the safeties of the Carolina Panthers, not necessarily going deep and one-on-one and ISO against Bradbury and Dante Jackson. I could be wrong on that, but that's just what I'm feeling right now. So to me, Peterson, who's been much better in the screen game and as a check down receiver than I thought. Now, again, he's dealing with the shoulder. He had the hyperextended knee last week, so he's certainly not 100% coming into this game. Um, Capri Bibbs, I expect a fairly healthy dose of him. And certainly Chris Thompson, assuming that he can get um, in the lineup and play and stay in after taking that shot to the ribs uh, and stomach area on the two-point conversion Monday night. So that's another huge key for the Redskins. And, you know, what has to happen if they're going to win this particular game is the screen game has to be uh, great. They have to target Jordan Reed. We touched on this yesterday. Targets by game five, eight, seven, and of course on Monday Night Football too, even on a blowout when they're struggling to get the offense going against a really bad pass defense, they only targeted Jordan Reed twice. That has to change. They have to get off the field on third down, so this goes uh, to the defense. Uh, Carolina has killed them over the years. Cam has killed them, breaking contain, running around, making plays, long third down conversions. Uh, We know how good Cam Newton is in that regard. Carolina this year, only 38.8% on third down. So the Redskins obviously have to do a better job on third down in this game in general, and they have to avoid stupid penalties. Yeah, even if they're ticky-tack penalties, I know Redskins fans are upset about the Josh Norman call, about the Dunbar call, about the missed calls. I got it. You can't have any Monte Nicholson's stupid after the whistle ruining a three and out ruining a third down stop. Again, as we touched on earlier in the week, the Redskins shot themselves in the foot. They weren't dominated from the start. They were dumb from the start uh, because they did get two defensive stops in that game on their first two defensive possessions and series, and yet the, the New Orleans Saints wound up with 13 points despite the Redskins forcing two punts. Why? Because of dumb penalties on third down. Three of them. Three of them on defensive stops that would have at 
you know, the third one would have forced a field goal or a risky fourth down attempt, but you get my point. The, the Redskins should have been off the field already uh, by that point. So that has to be a big factor. Josh Norman has to be great. We know what happened on Monday, benched. We know all the criticism and controversy. We know he's going against his former team. Hey, Josh. How about an interception for the first time since week 16, Christmas Eve day in 2000, that's right, 2016, 2016. How about an interception, Josh? That would be nice. And if the Redskins are to win this game, they have to control the clock and impose their will. We told you some of the ways that they can do it. We'll get to another big way coming up shortly. 31 minutes and 49 seconds, average time of possession. Well, Carolina is even better at that uh, than that. 32 minutes and 34 seconds, average time of possession. So it's going to be a battle of wills and who's going to control the clock more and who's going to have, quite honestly, the pill a little bit more. And when you have the football more, again, not only does it increase your opportunity to score, but it also freshens your defense and it wears down the opposing defense. Pretty simple, right? Now, if the Redskins are to lose, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, we'll tell you, it comes from not being able to get the run game on track, which they have had a really hard time doing against Carolina in the past. They give up too easily. They just abandon it. They go one-dimensional, and Kirk Cousins and whoever has been the quarterback is just not good enough to overcome the offensive line, just not good enough to overcome the ambush that Ron Rivera and this Carolina Panther defense usually sends at you. Now, again, they're not as good as they have been in the past. I got it. But they still have some pretty good pass rushers. Again, Kwan Short, Mario Addison, of course, Keekley and Thomas Davis and uh, guys like that that will be coming – um, you know, on delayed blitzes and twists, uh, that type of thing. The Redskins are going to have to, have to, have to, have to get their run game on track. There's going to be opportunities for them to do it. Carolina, and this is really surprising, and you know, everybody's kind of just facing this reality now, is allowing, and certainly some, a good part of it is Saquon Barkley uh, last week, uh, again, a horrible Giants offense outside of Barkley rolled up 30-plus points against Carolina in Charlotte. The Carolina defense is allowing 4.58 yards per attempt. That's horrible. Awful. And according to my pal John Kime from ESPN, the Carolina defense by quarter is allowing – 2.04 yards per attempt in the first quarter, 3.8 in the second quarter, a whopping 7.17 per carry in the third, and then, for whatever reason, gets better, maybe lack of opportunity, in the fourth at 2.95. Here's the key number. 23 of 83 Rushing attempts per time and ESPN stats and info have resulted in no gain or less. 23 of 83. That's, you know, again, about a quarter, 25-ish percent of the run carries, right? So Jay Gruden and this offense is going to have to be patient with the fact that they're going to take some losses. They're going to be in some second and 11s, second and 10s, second and 12s. Don't panic. Don't get away from it. You can chip away. You can wear them down. You can get your defense off the field 
if you're patient and if you stay with it and if you don't panic like the Redskins normally do against really good defenses and defenses that they don't have good success running the football in in the first quarter, quarter and a half. You cannot go into the second half and ask Alex Smith to throw the ball 25 times. That's not a successful recipe. Um, so it's just not going to happen. So I just wanted to pass those along to you. And just real quickly, uh, again, if the offensive line is terrible, the Redskins are going to lose. Last week against the Saints, according to ProFootballFocus.com, Trent Williams allowed a sack, a quarterback hit, and a hurry. Chase Roulier, two hurries at left guard. Tony Bergstrom, a hurry. Brandon Sheriff got abused for a sack. Morgan Moses gave up a sack as well. And two hurries. Chris Thompson, two hurries in six pass pro opportunities. Maybe they get Sean Laval back. We'll have to see what happens uh, after Friday's practice. Uh, as I record this, it's Friday morning. Uh, maybe not. That will help in the run game if Laval is back in and Roulier goes back to center, or maybe Laval doesn't start. Who knows? That won't help in pass protection. Laval stinks in that area. So um, that's going to be a, a big thing. And then really quick, the Redskins have to have a controlled pass rush. If they're undisciplined, like they were at times against Drew Brees in New Orleans, and if they're trying to jump and anticipate things, and if they're overplaying the screen, Christian McCaffrey is going to kill them. Uh, on the Mark Ingram big screen gain on the first series of the game after a third down penalty by Norman extended the series when the Redskins should have been uh, off the field. Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith just come barreling down at Drew Brees, and they both, and specifically Kerrigan, looks like he forgets about his responsibility in the flat on the screen. And that's what Carolina is going to do in this game, too, with Christian McCaffrey. Why wouldn't you? Go over the blitz. Go over the pressure. So the Redskins are going to have to be very, very, very aware uh, of that. And if they're not, that's why, and that's one of the reasons why they're going to lose. All right, we'll come on back on the Locked On Redskins podcast, and we'll have a couple of new segments for you that I'm trying to do, uh, both our Fantasy Friday fix. Yeah, I know you might be listening on a Saturday or a Sunday, but again, Fantasy Friday fix. Uh, and as well, our Sunday six-pack of NFL selections. We will have both of those for you coming up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. But time to remind you, Locked on NBA never went away. It's still here for you every day. Locked on NBA is your daily national NBA podcast every Monday. Get the local experts on the biggest stories and then stay with Locked on NBA all week long with daily 30 minutes podcasts on everything going on in the NBA. Follow free. Add Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcasts, Locked on NBA. We're back in a flash on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, my Sunday six-pack of NFL selections, plus some fantasy fix picks for you right here to wrap things up. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, guys, we welcome you back for a final segment, a final go around here on the Locked On Redskins podcast for this weekend edition, October 12th through the 14th. Redskins Panthers Sunday afternoon at one, as you know. The week in the NFL has already begun. The Eagles beating the New York Giants and that horrible offense minus Saquon Barkley. Uh, just a dreadful offensive line. Uh, Eli wasn't very good. Beckham's a baby. Uh, and I would never have done a long-term contract with that guy. I can't believe Dave Gettleman uh, and the Giants bought in with that guy. Uh, he is a cancer. He is a problem. He is so immature. I don't care how talented he is. Just an absolute disaster of a deal that had to be an ownership thing driven by ownership who did not want to see a dynamic, explosive talent walk out the door. And I get that. But to me, that was not a Dave Gettleman decision. That doesn't seem like him, uh, despite the talent. But we move on. Um, on the weekend podcast here on Locked on Redskins, I want to do a couple of things each and every time we do this version. And I'll call it the Fantasy Friday Fix, even though you might be listening on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Just give you a couple of picks and suggestions uh, of players and matchups that I think are important if you are looking to make your lineups, either in a team league or for daily fantasy, uh, that type of thing. Uh, of course, we've kind of touched on throughout the week Jordan Reed. I think that's a really good matchup against Carolina, against Thomas Davis coming back, um, against Eric Reed, against some of the other safeties that the Carolina Panthers have. I think the Redskins are going to target him early. I would be shocked if they go the first series without targeting Jordan Reed and getting him involved in the football game. That absolutely has to change. To me, I'll take my chances with Jordan Reed, who's still healthy as of right now, who is better than what Carolina can present minus Luke Keekley? That's the only matchup I would really worry about. I think Jordan Reed's going to have himself a good game, uh, maybe a PPR-type situation where he gets seven or eight catches over the course of Sunday's game. Christian McCaffrey is the other fantasy uh, Friday fixed pick from this game. He leads all NFL running backs in yards from scrimmage at 130 Point three, and the Redskins struggled to tackle, and they struggled against the screen last week. Bouncing around the NFL, a couple of other picks for you. Uh, listen, I don't need to tell you this, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary and defensive pass coverage sucks, and the Atlanta Falcons wide receivers are really good. So either Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, both if you can, they're going up against Brent Grimes, who's allowed a perfect passer rating according to NFL Next Gen Stats. The Bucks number 32 in pass yards per game, number 32 in passer rating allowed according to Next Gen Stats at 124.331st in pressure rate forced. Again, according to Next Gen Stats, bottom line is it should be, we always have to be careful, it should be, an all-out assault for the Atlanta Falcons in terms of their fantasy picks um, and their wide receivers on Friday, uh, on Sunday, I should say. So I would go there with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. 
Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams, my guy Sean McVay. Yeah, everybody calls Sean McVay their buddy, their friend. They love Sean McVay. I've been covering Sean McVay and have known him since he was 23 years old. Uh, there was nobody that was on Sean McVay quicker than me. Uh, Sean McVay is a brilliant, brilliant young man. He's doing a terrific job. He's got a ton of talent with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks banged up. Maybe it weakens the, the Rams receiver group, but between – Robert Woods and Todd Gurley, I think there'll still be some opportunities to make some plays against Denver, who, yes, on a short week and a long road trip, got carved up, carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey uh, to Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. I don't think they'll be as bad this year or this week, but they don't get a lot of help from their offense. So to me, I would look for Robert Woods as a fantasy pick, especially if you don't have them on your roster already in a daily fantasy league, that type of thing. Jaguars defense against the Cowboys, pretty standard operation there, right? Jaguars defense really good. Cowboy offense outside of Ezekiel Elliott absolutely sucks. John Brown of the Ravens against the Titans, especially if he gets a matchup against Malcolm Butler, the big free agent signing uh, by the Titans from the Patriots. Malcolm Butler has really struggled this year. Brown healthy, and Joe Flacco has been using him, and they've been stretching the field. John Brown against the Tennessee Titans. And Josh Gordon on Sunday night football against the Kansas City defensive backs. I think that's going to be a really good matchup because they're going to be preoccupied of course, with Rob Gronkowski, and you have Julian Edelman back, and you have so many other weapons. The only problem with ever taking a Patriot is they spread the ball around so well, but that's part of the reason why they're so good. All right, some Sunday six-pack selections around the NFL using point spreads as generated by CBSSports.com. I'll try and go through these quickly, and we'll keep track throughout the year. Hopefully, I'll win you some money. With some of my brilliant analysis here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hmm? How about that? A little pat on the back for the rooster. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, 2-2-1 at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. No Bosa. Chargers have to travel all the way from West Coast to Chile, Cleveland, where I'm sure it will be very fall-like on Sunday. The Browns' defense has been very good. Baker Mayfield's awesome and the Browns' offensive line is better than you think. Browns' running game, not bad as well. Chargers were the last team to lose to the Browns before the Browns snapped that uh, long losing streak in Week 3 against the Jets. That was on Christmas Eve 2016. Uh, it was, what, 19 straight games in a row. Uh, I'm taking the Browns plus the one. That's right, the Browns are home dogs. I'll take the Browns plus the one. Atlanta, minus three over Tampa Bay. We just told you a little bit about that matchup. I'm going to also double down here and take the over on the 57 and a half. 57 and a half of these two teams. Yikes. That's an extra little bonus pick for you. I'll take Green Bay in the Sunday, in the Monday night game. Uh, so obviously, this is not just Sunday games, uh, even though we're going to call it the Sunday six pack. Green Bay in the Monday night game against C.J. Beathard, Kyle Shanahan, also my guy, and the San Francisco 49ers. I hate to pick against them, but obviously their season pretty much came to an end between Jarek McKinnick uh, getting lost for the year and then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Green Bay, I'll take them minus the 9.5 at Lambeau on Monday night football. The game of the week, the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs 
visiting the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots minus the three and a half. Revenge from last year's season opener, number one. Mahomes wasn't great last week. Was good, wasn't great. Uh, and I think on the road in a big spot, prime time, you make a couple of mistakes. And then real quickly, we mentioned how good the Patriot receiving core is. Once again, now that everybody's healthy and they diversify it so well, don't forget about Corderell Patterson. He's been a weapon for them, not only in the kick return game, but also as an extra receiver that nobody thinks about. But you have Gronkowski, you have Corderell, you have Josh Gordon, four for 82 and a touchdown so far in a couple of games with the Patriots. Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan. To me, I'm taking the Patriots against a suspect Kansas City secondary. I'll take them and roll the three and a half. Bills plus 10 at Houston. I know Houston's got a great, great, great pass rush. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson's back yet. Houston has kind of struggled for consistency. Uh, they got a little bit fortunate last Sunday night. Uh, they had to play more, so that always is a factor. Uh, and they're at home, and that's tough for a young quarterback. But I like the Bills' defense still. I'll take them plus the 10. I think Houston wins, but I think I'll take the Bills plus the 10. And then Carolina and the Redskins will last – We'll use this as our last pick of the week. We'll try and do a Redskins pick for you each and every week as the last pick of the Sunday six-pack. I said I was going to keep this short, but I keep going and going and going, trying to provide as much content as I can. I'm going to take Carolina plus the one-and-a-half uh, as the road dogs. Um, normally, I would pick the Redskins, but I think the Redskins are beat up. I think the Redskins, there's a lot of front office acrimony. I'm telling you, this is not going to be pretty if there's 20,000 empty seats and the Redskins suffer a bad loss and they looked inept doing it. It is going to be really ugly around here starting on Sunday night. So just something to keep an eye on. There's a lot of big things and rumors and innuendo going around. I can't quite talk about them all, but trust me, Dan Snyder is one angry, angry dude, and it's not just because nobody's going to spend $49 million on a stupid mansion uh, in Great Falls. All right, that's going to do it for us for the weekend. Enjoy the Redskins and the Panthers Sunday afternoon at 1. I'll have another uh, podcast here on the Locked On Redskins podcast up for you late Sunday night. After we get a chance, i got to do a post-game show on the radio at 106.7 The Fan in D.C. If you're coming to the game, make sure you tune me in right around 4 o'clock, 4.05, somewhere around that when the game wraps up. Until then, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening to Locked on Redskins. Make sure you spread the word. Download it, share it, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, everything in between. Don't be a stranger. Come on back. And you can always follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621 or email me, Russellmania. 09 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. It is Locked on Redskins. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.